Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And this morning we're looking at some new ways the Catholic Church is helping to lead people to Jesus and ultimately to heaven. And despite all the difficulties in our world today, a growing number of people are turning away from God and organized religion. The studies are sobering. A recent report on young adults who leave the church found that the median age of those who stop identifying as Catholic is 13 years old. That means that many teens have checked out spiritually even as they continue to attend Mass with their families. And another study found that 52% of those raised Catholic leave the church as adults, and just 5% of Catholics who regularly attend Mass are considered to be evangelizing disciples which is spreading the gospel message. How can these trends be slowed and then reversed? And how can Catholics awaken and grow in their faith and help lead others to Jesus? And to help answer our questions this morning on this uh, wonderful Father's Day is Marita Hunchuk-Parker, who is a consultant in service to local evangelization for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. Welcome, Marita, to Catholic Education Plus. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. And do you want to give a shout-out to uh, someone special on this Father's Day? Sure. Uh, first, I'd like to wish my husband a very happy first Father's Day. We have a five-and-a-half-month-old half little boy. And also a happy Father's Day to my dad, John. Oh, congratulations uh, to your Thank husband, you. Dan, and, uh, and to your dad, too, on this Father's Day. Now, uh, the numbers that I shared are startling, at the least. Uh, it's it's kind of scary uh, for people who identify themselves as Catholic, and then uh, 13 years old, at teenager years, then the, they drop off the, the activity of their faith. And, and now that you're uh, a consultant with the Diocese of Pittsburgh, um, hopefully you can in, enliven us with some new approaches that are forming people in faith and leading others uh, to Christ. Can you tell us a little bit about the new Levin Initiative in the diocese? Tell us about it, starting with what does the Levin mean, first of all? Okay, sure. So the very name Levin Initiative is inspired by the parable of the Levin uh, that Jesus shares uh, in the Gospels, and he uses this parable to describe the kingdom of God. Um, the parable of the Levin immediately follows that of the mustard seed, and uh, the parable goes like this. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. So that's it. That's the end of that one sentence. If you're wondering how much three measures is, I looked it up because I didn't know either. But according to the footnote for that passage, three measures was an enormous amount. It was enough to feed 100 people. But only a small amount of the leavening agent, the yeast, 
was needed to cause the, that growth, to cause the dough to rise. So the point that Jesus is making is that the kingdom of God, which is big and magnificent, arises from small and humble beginnings. So over the course of his three-year public ministry, Jesus spent time with a small group of disciples, his inner circle of 12, accompanied them in friendship, formed them in uh, his relationship with them and in um, his truth of his person. And by investing in those few, Jesus was able to reach many. So they became the instruments of his saving power and love. Jesus especially spent some time and invested heavily in Peter, James, and John. So we know that Peter, James, and John were with Jesus uh, when he was transfigured. We know that Peter, James, and John were with Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane on the eve of his passion and death. Um, We also read in the Gospels about Jesus investing in 72 disciples that were then sent out. And then the 72 became the 500, and then beyond them, thousands were added to the fold. So the point of the Levin Initiative, then, is to follow the, the example of Jesus, to invest in a few for the sake of the many. So the Levin Initiative is a three-year project that actually started last summer, mid to late last summer. It's funded by sacrificial gifts from the our campaign for the Church Alive, and its purpose is to form lay people in the responsibility and mission of being disciples of Jesus, to be lay apostles, to be missionary disciples. By virtue of our baptism, each and every single one of us is called to be instruments of God's saving love, to be agents of evangelization, and to share the good news of God's saving love with others. And so this initiative is, again, meant to support to form, to train, and accompany the laity, especially in parishes, in schools, in universities, to take on that mantle of responsibility and to do so confidently um, so that others can be drawn to God in and through each and every one of us. So this initiative actually really uh, helps uh, grow in parishes and, and Catholics uh, to get get them excited about their faith, learn about their faith, and then pass that on. And just as you mentioned, I love the analogy of leaven, how leaven helps make bread and rise it up. We can rise up and learn and be nurtured uh, with our faith uh, to grow up spiritually so that, that we can not only feed ourselves and get excited about our faith, but also uh, feed those around us, which I think is awesome. Um, now, there are s- spiritual awakening experiences in different programs like Christ Life and Alpha that are having a positive impact here in the Diocese of Pittsburgh, nationwide and globally. And I was the former pastor at the former St. James Parish in Swickley uh, for six years, now Divine Redeemer. And we did conduct uh, the Christ-like program when I was pastor there in Swickley. And it was just phenomenal. I really saw how my parish uh, grew and 
the parishioners were really excited, and, and Christ Life and Alpha are wonderful programs out of this initiative. For listeners uh, who haven't attended yet or haven't known about uh, these wonderful programs, what takes place in these gatherings? So a typical in-person Christ Life or Alpha session begins with a meal, begins with time for fellowship. Um, just think, how often did Jesus share a meal with friends? And by friends, I mean everyone, especially those who were marginalized, those who were, who were dis- disillusioned, those who were forgotten. The very word companion is actually derived from the Latin com and panis, which means with bread. So a companion is someone with whom one eats bread. So meals are so very important to fostering bonds of friendship and love. So this element of the meal is essential to the Christ Life for the Alpha experience because, first of all, it demonstrates an attitude of radical hospitality in receiving guests, and it also fosters and nourishes the bonds of friendship between them. Following the meal, there is a talk. Um, Normally, the talks are presented via video, and the videos are short, maybe 25 to 30 minutes long. Um, But these talks are meant to inspire dialogue, to inspire conversation. Um, Each week, there is a different topic, and both Christ Life and Alpha begin with the question of what is the meaning of life? So this is the, the starting point for all of us to begin a conversation about the very meaning of life and faith. And so all of us, we can experience solidarity in examining those big questions of life and meaning and purpose and evil and suffering and death and how to navigate um, life amidst all of these challenges. And soon, the person of Jesus is introduced to guests, and he is introduced as the one who is the answer to those big life questions that we ask. Um, So that teaching, that talk, sets up the opportunity for conversation that happens in a small group. So the small group that uh, a guest is seated with for the meal becomes the companions on the journey for the next weeks um, in delving into these big questions of life and of faith. And this isn't about preaching or about teaching. It's not catechesis or straight catechesis in the sense that, okay, here's what the the Catholic Church teaches about A, B, and C. This is a a step before that in the sense this is sharing the good news of God's love. God loves you, and God demonstrates his love for you um, in the person of Jesus, who has become one of us and who has willingly suffered and died for us and rose again to take us with him to the Father's side. So the small group discussion time is really the, the, the high point of the Alpha and Christ Life experience because it's during these conversations that 
we we begin to really dive into the depths of the the longing of our hearts. The impact of both Alpha and Christ Life on people who participate is unquestionable. Um, if you talk to anyone who has gone through the process, they are usually bursting at the seams to share with you the story of how Jesus has transformed their life. And so people who participate in these awakening experiences, they are their faith is ignited. They encounter Jesus personally, um, and they recognize that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, just right. as he said. Okay. Well, we'll we, we've got lots more to cover. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus on this Father's Day. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish, serving the communities of the East End, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg section of the city of Pittsburgh. And this morning we are uh, talking about new initiatives, new ways the Catholic Church is helping people to lead us closer to Jesus, and I'm very honored today to have Marita Hunchuk Parker, who is a consultant in service uh, for local evangelization for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And Marita, uh, now for some of the parishes and groupings that have launched Christ Life and Alpha in the diocese, can you tell our listeners where that has started and where maybe some are currently or are undergoing? Sure. So most recently, um, last October, there was the the parishes in the grouping in in Butler. So the Butler area Catholic parishes launched Christ Life for the first time. Um, this January, the eight great churches of the East, uh, soon to be St. Joseph the Worker Parish, launched Christ Life as well. And the newly established Mary Mother of God Parish in the McKeesport White Oak area launched Alpha for the first time this Lent. Oh, great. Okay. So my, my next-door neighbors, uh, Father Frank Almaid, uh, for the newly formed St. Joseph the Worker Parish there in Forest Hills, Braddock, Swissville, uh, Wilmerding, Churchill, and also Father Terry O'Connor out there in uh, McKeesport and White Oak area. Now, Maria, you have a really interesting background. You have a B.A. in theology and a master's in systematic theology from St. Vincent College, rah-rah, St. Vincent's, because that's where I went to seminary, and you're currently working on your doctorate from Duquesne University, which I am also a graduate of. What are some important lessons uh, that you learned and are learning about evangelization as you uh, work on your, your doctorate? Well, anyone who will listen long enough to me talk <laughs> will soon realize that I'm a huge fan of St. John Paul II, um, especially his theological anthropology. I'm just so very fascinated by the question, who are we as human beings, particularly in relation to God? Um, so well, what do we know uh, about ourselves? What do we know about God? We know that we as human beings are the only creatures that God has created in his image. Well, who is God? We know, too, that God is love. God is a communion of love, a communion of persons that is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So if we are made in God's image, then we are called to love, to be in communion with others. So practically, then, what does this have to do with evangelization? Well, it means that evangelization is a relational investment. It's a matter of being sacrificially present to the other, um, to receive another person in the fullness of his or her humanity, and to give ourselves, the fullness of ourselves, in service to the other, so that together we walk towards 
towards the side of, of the father. Yeah, and you have a love for John Paul II, as I do, because that, that's the pope that I grew up with, uh, and he's the most traveled pope, uh, and he was always uh, forefront of traveling and promoting the gospel and evangelization, and that continues now with our current Pope, Pope Francis, uh, who I really admire and respect, and to get out and to just be with the people and to share your faith. And Now, when this pandemic hit uh, a few months ago, obviously a new, a new, new unique opportunity presented itself for the Alpha program because things were shutting down in, in our parishes. Uh, what has been happening since uh, the coronavirus pandemic shut our parishes down? Well, uh, an early question was, can we continue to evangelize during this shutdown? Um, of course, the answer to that question is a resounding yes, and not only yes, but an emphatic we must continue the mission of the Church and, and perhaps even lean more into it during this time of crisis. If we look at the history of of the the church it was in the most dire of circumstances when things looked to be lost or seemed to be lost that god did his most extraordinary work and raised up a generation of of saints to lead revival to lead renewal so leaders on the cutting edge of evangelization throughout the world uh, were considering well how do we continue the wonderful work of Alpha and also of Christ's life when we can't meet in person. I said a little bit ago that the, the meals are essential, it's a crucial piece to, to the experience. So if we're not having the meal, if we're not gathering in person, does the, the whole experience lose its value? Well, these leaders decided let's take a risk. Um, let's move Alpha and Christ's life online, utilizing technology to continue to foster the relationships with others. And to the surprise of many, the online gatherings have been tremendously fruitful. And uh, what's unique about this particular time um, and the use of technology and gathering virtually is that it allowed an opportunity for, for those who may not have been comfortable yet setting foot onto church grounds. For many, whether someone is um, far removed from the church, someone who does not know God, it's not even on their faith, it's not even on their radar, perhaps for someone who has um, become disillusioned or hurt or has just drifted away from the church, it may be uncomfortable to, to come back to set foot on the ground. But by sitting at your computer in the comfort of your own home, the vulnerabilities or those particular vulnerabilities may be lessened. So it's a wonderful opportunity to engage those on the margins, those who are seekers, um, as well as welcoming those cradle Catholics, those of us who have been Catholic all our lives, lives but may be in need of a renewal of our faith, a renewal of that personal relationship with Jesus. So the online Alpha, Christ Life Online, provides this great opportunity to reach those who are unchurched, those who are seeking, those who have drifted away, um, and uh, still fosters the community um, and most especially brings those individuals to that point of encounter with Jesus. So there's a lot of opportunities, and I know there's 
several programs in place for uh, uh, Catholic school students and uh, youth ministry and also Catholic colleges. Uh, we just have uh, a few minutes left before uh, uh, we need to end this program. Um, for people who want to learn more about Alpha and Christ's Life and the Levin program, um, what are some resources or information that they can get in touch with you or, or the diocese? Um, for the Levin Initiative in general, um, there's information on the diocesan website, so at diopit.org forward slash Levin dash initiative. Um, for more information and for testimonies about Alpha, uh, you can go to alphausa.org. To learn more about Christ Life, you can go to christlife.org. So lots of different uh things to feed and nourish, uh, your own personal stuff and your own families, but also um, in the parishes, too. And as, as our parishes are continuing uh, to be formed and new parishes are being developed, I'm sure the pastors and director of religious education um, uh, for catechesis, uh, our school principals, uh, adult faith formation, there's so many, so many various uh, different wonderful opportunities that are available uh, for our parishioners to get involved in. Would you agree, Marita? Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and just like anything, the more time and effort that you take uh, with your faith and learn and grow, uh, the more that you'll, you'll get out of it. And uh, how, how wonderful now that uh, even though we're still going through the pandemic, but things are slowly reopening and people are able to come to Mass, obviously on a limited basis, and obviously some um, physical programs in the parishes might not be up and running, but there's a lot of online resources available uh, for people to take uh, advantage of. Maria Hunchett-Parker, who is a consultant in service for local evangelization for the Diocese of Pittsburgh, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, I first want to have a shout-out to my dad, uh, Bill Burke, uh, and wish him a very happy Father's Day. He's a very humble and quiet man, grew up in Hazelwood, attended St. Stephen's School, and graduated from Central Catholic. He served in the Navy, and then he came home and entered the Pittsburgh Police Academy and served our city uh, for 30 wonderful years. My dad, Sergeant Bill Burke, is a very humble an honest, uh, hard-working man, uh, married to my mom, Marge, uh, for 58 years, and I have two older sisters, Lisa and Linda, and so I really want to give a shout-out to my dad on this Father's Day, and happy Father's Day weekend to all of our fathers and grandfathers, stepfathers, uncles, or any man who holds a father-like role to someone. And let us pray for all of our uh, fathers living and deceased on this Father's Day weekend, and as we celebrate uh, the 12th Sunday of Ordinary Time in the Church, the readings this week and focus on not having fear, but keeping faith and preaching, uh, publicly preaching the gospel of our mission. And uh, let's really have not fear, but have faith. And happy Father's Day to all of our fathers this Father's Day weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.